The Reserve Bank's forecast of at least two more interest rate rises this year was the news no one wanted to hear. It shocked borrowers, economists and politicians alike. This week, in fact today, the RBA Governor Phil Lowe will be asked to explain why he thinks those rate rises are necessary, first at Senate estimates today, then on Friday before the House Economics Committee. One man who knows what it feels like to be in that particular hot seat, and it's a pretty hot seat, is Bernie Fraser, who served as RBA Governor from 1989 to 1996, and he joins us on breakfast. Bernie Fraser, welcome. Good morning. You were RBA Governor during the recession in the early 1990s uh, when the RBA lifted interest rates to 17.5%. Are there lessons from that experience which apply now? Well, there are lessons, I think. But in my time, I went there just before the financial sector had collapsed at the end of 1989 and we had interest rates of 20% plus and my task rather than increasing interest rates was to help the bank bring them down and those interest rates came down very quickly, you know, 15 reductions in interest rates and not quarter of 1% but 50 basis points, 75 basis points and so on over a period of um, about 12 months and rates came down quite dramatically. As an economist and a former central bank governor, do you think the Reserve Bank should be waiting to see what impact the first nine rate rises have before saying that they're going to be lifting again? There are lags involved in the nine measures that have occurred, nine increases that have occurred to date. We'll be still working through the system, but there are signs that those measures are starting to show up in terms of reduced spending on retail sales, for example, and housing loans falling off and that sort of thing. But And the bank will be look, looking at that carefully and be very much aware of the, the importance of lags in these processes. But we're still facing a pretty high rate of inflation and the bank will be making judgments about um, whether or not further action is required. I think one could say that um, it's better to explain. I thought would have thought it was better to explain that the bank is watching carefully the effects of the changes that have already been made to interest rates to see their consequences, but uh, raise the possibility of there may, may, need be, may need to be further increases, but without being so precise as to when they might occur or how big they might need to be or how often they might need to be made, because the market has sort of jumped on and interpreted this as um, a likelihood or a near certainty in the market's terms of another three or four increases mm. in interest rates, and that's unhelpful and uh, doesn't uh, provide the kind of confidence that um, the bank um, should be striving to this with the community. So you think that by saying there'll be another couple of rate rises, uh, they essentially have caused themselves more headache than they should have? Well, it's a matter of preference of the narrative you want to spin, I think. And my preference would be to say, look, we've done a fair bit. We're going to carefully monitor the consequences of those measures. And if necessary, we'll be, we'll be, we might be forced to be taking further measures. But not being precise as to how many further measures or how big they might be or when they might occur, I think that is making assumptions about something that is very uncertain, uncertain both in terms of 
the effect of the past changes, but also uncertain as to what might happen over the months ahead. And uh, you know, no one's able to predict those things or forecast those, kind, those kinds of things. So I think it's better to be cautious and prudent in the language that one uses to talk about future changes in interest rates or monetary policy. That's really interesting. How important is it that the central bank has the confidence of the public and how badly has their standing been damaged by the mistakes they've made on interest rate predictions? Obviously, the big one uh, that the governor's kind of owned, which is predicting that they wouldn't rise during this time frame. Well, it's absolutely essential that an independent central bank, as the Reserve Bank is and has been for the last three decades, and has credibility and is trusted and respected by the public. And I think that um, has been built up very substantially and very significantly over the past three decades. And the Reserve Bank has been independent and it has generally made decisions that have um, been well received by the, the broader community and by politicians. And if you look back over the last three decades, I think what the Reserve Bank has done has contributed quite significantly to what has been a pretty impressive relative economic performance by the Australian economy. And it's also worth remembering that over that 30 years of three decades, inflation has been held on average over over those decades to two and a half percent right in the middle of its range. So it has done a a pretty good job looking at that kind of experience. Unfortunately, the the forecast that um, Philip Lowe made um, some time ago about there being no rate increases until 2024, that was a miscalculation or a misjudgment, if you like, and Phil has acknowledged that. And he's apologised for those people who are acting on that advice or those forecasts. It wasn't advice so much as it forecasts and have been severely burnt by that. And that has, one has to say, that has damaged credibility. And that is a worry because um, independence of the central bank and the credibility of the in the of the of the central bank is absolutely essential. And you can't have one without the other. Independence and credibility go together. Do you believe Phil Lowe should be given another term or is it important that there is a change every seven years? Uh, There have been cases in the past when uh, governors have had their terms extended or if not necessarily for the whole of another period. But that's a matter for the Treasurer and the government to weigh up on the one hand and then if they decide to offer an extension to Phil, it's in a matter for him to decide whether or not he wants to accept that. But those are matters that um, I, th- I think I would have to add that uh, I think um, Phil Lowe is a very experienced central banker and I believe he's been a pretty good um, governor throughout his term. With, with that one blemish, that miscalculation or misjudgment on the forecast. That but even made. at the moment, we've only got a minute, but you're saying even at the moment, these predictions of specific rate rises this year, another couple, is shouldn't that prediction shouldn't be made. Things are too uncertain. Well, I think 
the uncertainty is such on both the demand and supply sides that affect inflation to be making making reasonably precise forecasts on rates, future rate changes. It's been quite a popular thing in with central bankers in Australia and the US and other places in the last five years or so to provide what they call forward guidance. And the, the intention yeah. is good is to try to um, give give people some indication of the banks thinking about future developments. But it's it's a battle that there's, you can't win because um, you can't deal with the uncertainties. You can't anticipate in the uncertainties. And that's why I think you have to be prudent in the language that you okay. use. We're out of time. Thank you so much. Bernie Fraser, who served as RBA Governor. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features. Hello again, podcasters. Just wanted to mention, if you're looking for more stories that help explain economics in a way that us non-economists can understand, I recommend The Money. Give it a try. It's easy to find on the ABC Listen app.